0: Lifeway, Lifeway. Leadership. Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network.
1: G'day, I'm Derek Hannah.
0: And I'm Madeline Galea.
1: Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every Monday, Maddie. Let me put mm-hmm. you on the spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you reading at the moment?
0: I'm reading What's Best Next. Matt Perman. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: It came out a few years ago.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it is. I'm a bit behind times. But uh, no, it's been helpful thinking about productivity, uh, but primarily thinking about how I can be glorifying God and and doing good works for other people, seeking to love them, kind of through the lens of productivity. Uh, It's been a good challenge. Yeah, not just to simply think about getting through tasks and being effective, but... Keeping uh, people at the forefront and God at the forefront of that. Have yeah, you read
1: can, it? Yeah, I have read it many years ago. Many years ago. Mm. Um, and I, I can't remember <laughs> anything about I remember it <laughs> being good. In fact, I think I read it with our, our staff there. Um, and uh, it was so good uh, that I've forgotten most of the things in there. But I do remember explaining some things. Anyway, look, people listening are not going to believe this, but listen to this segue. The next best thing we're going to do now is introduce yeah. our guests. That's amazing, Um, isn't it? Oh, getting cringe from the guests. That's awesome. (laughs) That's fantastic. Well, for now, you have Press Play on another episode of The One Thing, Church Planning in Perth.
0: They are still cringing. They look embarrassed to be here. But we love them, Paul and Beck Young. Uh, Thanks for joining us today. Good to have you guys. Thanks for having us.
2: Thanks, guys. At college, they used to call me David Allen. Because I love productivity books so much. Is that right? What's your
0: what's your favourite?
2: Uh <laughs> well What's best next was pretty good. Um I've modelled a lot of my like daily routines and David Allen. Mm. Um, but like, you know, reverse productivity now. I'm massively into like books which talk about how limited you are mm. and how time short you are. Yeah, it's just it's such a great refreshment after like thinking so hard about productivity for a long time. Well,
1: I, I want to give a shout out and see Have you read this book, The Atomic Habits book. I think I mentioned this on a previous podcast. Excellent. Excellent. And th- and the other one, Thinking Fast and Slow. This is not even what the episode is about this is little bonus <laughs> snippets of people, but they're two excellent books. Um, yeah, they're good.
0: Very nice. Anyway. All right. So Paul and Becky Young, you planted Providence Bayswater in March this year. Uh, Can you tell us a bit about your city and your area?
3: Um, So Bayswater's um, eight kilometres east of the city. Um, It's being gentrified. Um, There's about 15,000 people in the Bayswater suburb. Yeah, I
2: reckon it's kind of hip and trendy. Maylands was uh, rated number three in best suburbs in the world uh, because of like how hipster it was. Which is next door. Which is just right next door to us, which is also part of our fear. That's about 15,000 it's like a very kind of uh, gentrifying area where you expect to find great coffee. Yeah, cool little houses that have been refurbished on the inside, but look really old school on the outside. It's a classic kind of village. Pete, you walk in you, to a coffee shop, you will bump into someone you know. I reckon if I go down to the local cafe, I'll see half a dozen people from church. It's just yeah. kind of like that. Mm.
0: Number three in the world, I've got to move. Uh, that's, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Derek staying in Brisbane. Uh, what made you guys want to plan a church in the first place?
2: So I, like, when I first became a Christian, had all these massive questions. My family's a very smart family. I'm not as smart, so <laughs> <laughs> they had lots of questions for me. And uh, so I massively got into Tim Keller, and I just found he was someone who was wrestling with the same questions that I was kind of wrestling through and found him really helpful. And... You know, he has that whole thing about planting churches. And so I drank the Kool-Aid on that, thought that planting churches was the only thing to do in life. And that's not going to sustain you for like 10 years, mm. but it did pick my interest a little bit. The thing that did sustain church planting was when we actually saw it happen together and we actually saw what church plants do. And that they reach new people, they wake up sleepy Christians, they um, they grow faith in in young Christians as well. And seeing that all happen live... It's pretty hard enough to say, I want to do just that as well, if I'm the right person for mm.
1: it. So w- can I ask, what was the church that, that kind of fired your imagination? What were you a part of there?
3: So we're part of Scott's Church, Sydney, um, which planted in the Sydney CBD 2018. Mm. Yeah, sounds about right. Something like that. Um, yeah, I and mean, it's great. Just um, rich workers, people who lived in the city, um, such a, a great area where... So many people are around, but um, a lot of people had not been at church or had never been to church, and um, it was amazing to see um, the impact that it had.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, so we were part of the launch team. That was led by Craig and Kathy Tucker, mm. and we were during we were in college at the time, and we joined their launch team and was part of that launch process. And so I got to see a church plant happen from, like, nothing to something. And, that you know, all the things that we heard about church plants along the way, particularly for Beck, Mm. who hates anything abstract, yes. always wants concrete. Yeah. To actually see it happen with two church plan' like it's just an incredible experience.
1: Mm. Yeah. And, and that's when we did a study a few years ago. That's one of the things we saw that uh, people who go on to plan churches, one of the things that has influenced them so significantly is being in a church plant. Um, um, so when you guys, when you went back from Sydney, which is where you studied and where you're at Scott's church with uh, Craig and Kathy in that launch team you went back to perth to work in providence church which is um we've planted out of what what model of church plant have you have you launched with this year out of providence i feel like it's kind of caught
2: between two models so in some sense it's, it feels kind of like a multi-site in some ways it feels kind of like a mother-daughter church plant um, how it looked is that they helped us form a team and we gathered a team primarily from the providence network and they sent us out with 28 adults, 19 kids, uh, to, to start this church plant in Bayswater. But we're very much still connected and part of the network, the Providence network. So we'll never form, like, something else independent. Like, we're very much a part of those mm-hmm. guys. So in some sense, we're kind of like multi-site because we're still connected, but very much mother-daughter in that we have lots of freedom and uh, permission to just contextualise ourselves to that area to reach it for the gospel.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell us about the vision uh, for your church?
3: I think we're still um refining we started with a vision pre-launch and um I think we're still working on it we've got um we've got two main values that we want to go with which is faith and courage what are a few things that we can do well we can't do everything as a church plant um we want to be a church which is not for us but for Mm -hmm. the people around us the people who aren't here in church already so um at the moment, we're trying to guide the church by thinking, what does it look like to have faith in our context? What does it look like to be courageous for the gospel? Um, and how can we uh, work together to do that, to reach um, the people around us?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, we, we do have a vision and it's God's amazing grace for every person. And I'm pretty keen to work and refine that and make it more specific as time goes on. And that's something that we're looking at doing in 2022. But it's been interesting, like i I have listened to your recent church planning Australia podcast on <laughs> on vision, and it has reminded me that that is something that we should work on and really refine. Um, but so far, those two guiding questions, which is straight from the Tuckers actually, which like directly plagiarized that. And then those two values of faith and courage and trying to think how they intersect in in key situations that we come across, has actually been really helpful for us so far. And I think, simple actionable for the team they know what they're doing in each of these scenarios
1: that's really good and two two yeah can i pick up two things in there one is there's no shame in stealing from anyone else in this there's always someone i reckon doing it better than me out there and i want to find that person and steal it and see if i can kick the ball forward a little bit the second thing is it's not as if you ever nail this stuff and you're done it's an ongoing process, and you don't want to wait. No, perfection is the is the enemy of progress in this. So you you work with what you've got at this point, and you know it's not quite right, but you just you are always moving it forward. I love. I'm really excited to hear as well that those I like faith, uh, f- uh, faith and courage. They're the two, aren't they? Yeah, I, yeah. I love. That's a really helpful framework to hear that they are shaping how you think, and you know, yeah, that's that's the whole purpose of. It. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you want it to to shape what you're doing. Yeah, it's good.
0: Yeah. uh biggest challenge and it might be you know you might have different answers between the two of you
3: I think my biggest challenge is always wanting to know what things will look like but things change all the time so I'm a planner Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not naturally a fast adapter I think so if once I get an idea in my head of what something looks like I get really stressed if it doesn't eventuate so Mm -hmm. trying to work that out and be happy to sit with that is one
2: thing for me. Yeah. I thought you were going to say your biggest challenge is me. <laughs> <laughs> we, we heard that. On the anyway list. Cool. It's that. on the list. <laughs> <Very good. laughs> this sounds really self, I don't know what the term is. I can't come up with it right now. But I do feel like the biggest challenge has been like me or us. Like it's just, mm. I feel like constantly I'm at my desk and there's 30 things to do. 10 people to catch up with, and maybe I could do 10. In reality, I will probably do five of those things and mm. always feeling limited by what I can and can't do. Um, you know, I, I reflect on situations where members from the team have come up with great ideas or given feedback, and I think, ah, I shouldn't have reacted in that way or, or done this or done that. And I think I'm constantly reminded through the church plant that, you know, this is not all up to us and it's not all up to me. And if it was, that'd be horrible and it'd be a really bad church fund. Uh, but God has got this, like he works through people like us all the time. That's how he does. That's how he runs his church is through weak mm-hmm. and fallible people. And yes, yeah, so I, I genuinely do mean that. Like, I think the best thing that I can do on a day to day when I meet with people is to be faithful and calm to keep our eyes on the big picture, to keep on pressing forward, loving people, preaching the gospel. And and that's actually like the best things that I can do. And there'll be lots mm-hmm. of mistakes I make. And that's fine because God uses people like us anyway.
0: Yeah. Mm. With the challenges you shared, is there anything either of you wished you knew prior to planting?
2: Yeah. So we had a pretty good experience with Craig and Kathy. And so mm-hmm. we feel like our experience of planning a church has been actually pretty similar to what we expected because of that experience previously in the church plan.
0: Yeah.
2: I think one thing, um, which I didn't expect, I used to be a social worker, so I knew how much people would weigh on my mind and my heart, but I reckon the church, you, you really feel this weight of responsibility, particularly when you're taking that lead chair in a way that I wasn't, you know, at, at city where I was just like a purpose kind of pastor as a lead chair yeah I really feel a sense of responsibility and um gravity to serving these people as their pastor I take that really seriously like it's I'm their carer of souls you know I'm their mm. I, I study the word deeply each week to bring them the riches of of God's word each Sunday when we gather and um yeah I think that's a really weighty experience and so how that, uh, I guess, um, impacts us as a family, how that impacts me day to day. It depends on how people are going. It's really easy to get kind of caught up in that cycle. And I kind of saw that happening from afar. But when you're actually in it, it's a pretty full-on experience. And that's probably something I didn't expect.
3: Yeah, I think I agree. Like, I think our experience um, seeing a church plant um, get off the ground before planting our own churches really prepared us well. And I think a lot of that is the openness that Craig and Kathy had in sharing the ups and downs and not pretending everything was fine all the time. Um, That was really helpful um, for me to see um, before we experienced it ourselves. I think probably I hadn't made the connection, I think, in terms of what I'd seen with Craig and Kathy and what, we've experienced because we're different personalities to them and so um, it's been lots of things where in hindsight I think oh, of course I would have experienced things differently because I'm very different Um, but it just took me a little while to work out um, that link that what I'd seen might not look the same for me yeah
0: yeah this is a long episode so we split it into two parts make sure you tune in to part two